My bed is a spaceship, the Globus. Chapter Four, Spacemates. Curtis settled down in his chair and began to concentrate hard on doing his mathematics homework. He was getting through a number of difficult questions when he felt sad. He thought about his mum working hard and that he had destroyed her shoes and table. He looked around his untidy room and found his piggy bank. He then took out all the money and put it to one side so that he could buy his mum a new pair of shoes and a pane of glass to repair the table. Without warning, the entire headboard of his bed started bleeping and flashing, as if it was a giant computer screen. He shook his head in disbelief. Again, it started flashing and bleeping. Curtis went over to the headboard, when suddenly a message lit up in huge neon letters, and a computerized voice boomed into his ear, throwing him back into his mighty motion bedspread. Calling all spacemates, emergency! Calling all spacemates, emergency! Sumiversal! Curtis exclaimed. He took a closer look at the message, but it suddenly turned off, leaving the headboard as if it had been previously, with the red and golden buttons in the centre. He was about to press the buttons when another message boomed even louder. Have been attacked by the Globus, in a lot of a pickle. Have been attacked by the Globus, in a lot of a pickle. Globus, and in a lot of a pickle, thought Curtis. That sounded like this is Grandpa Tub. Curtis, can you help? Curtis, can you help? One thing Curtis knew for sure was that if Grandpa Tub was in trouble, then if he could help, he would. Yet what could he do? The headboard then boomed another message. This time in a panicked voice. I'm in deep space. Gold button in the headboard. I'm in deep space. Gold button in the headboard. In deep space, Curtis thought. But he'd only gone to the bath a few minutes ago. Curtis gingerly went to the headboard before boldly pressing the golden button. Nothing happened. He pressed it again, but still, nothing happened. Quick, Curtis, the Globus could be back. Quick, Curtis, the Globus could be back. The Globus. Curtis didn't know what a Globus was, but it didn't seem like a good thing. I wish someone could help me," he said out loud to no one in particular. He then stopped for a second, and remembering what Grandpa had told him, he took a single deep breath. Curtis forced a smile and went back to the golden button and played the tune. Da 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 da. Suddenly, the bed shook and began to jump around the room. The engine seemed to grow from its side, and the headboard appeared to turn inside out to reveal a panel of controls and buttons that flashed, squeaked, and spun. Double zoomiversal! What he had not noticed until then were his two toys standing to attention and saluting the headboard from the end of the mighty motion bedspread. 
which, along with the rest of his bed, was now levitating off the floor. Curtis looked at his toys in disbelief. First Officer Zipier, indeed I am reporting for duty, said Curtis's fairy bear, in a well-to-do accent, as if he'd just had dinner with the Queen. Mr. Hippo, tastely at your service, said his hippopotamus toy, in a slurred voice, as if he was chewing something at the time. Right, move out of the way, Curtis, and indeed let's get going, Mr. Hippo, said First Officer Zip, pointing at the flashing messages. Oh, sir, replied Mr. Hippo merrily, and leaped over Curtis towards the headboard. First Officer Zip then sprang into action and started pressing buttons and pulling different levers. Can I help? asked Curtis. Indeed not, First Officer Zip replied. But, but, Curtis spoke. First Officer Zip then shook his head and looking around the mess in the room said to Mr Hippo, Children, they think they can do anything unless it involves tidying up. Mr. Hippo shrugged his shoulders as if to say sorry to Curtis, who sat back on his bedspread. With a surprisingly quiet whoosh, the mighty motion rose further into the air of his bedroom. It then stretched lengthways and began to squeeze through the window. This made Curtis feel very nervous, as his body also seemed to shrink and then stretch the same amount as the bed. A final pop, and they were all outside. Mr. Hippo pressed a few more buttons, and the mighty motion was now solid and revving up its huge engines. The whole craft rose up slowly, so that Curtis could see his garden, and all the way down the street. Suddenly, he felt the bed judder and he held tightly onto his duvet so that he would not fall off. He could smell the freshly cut grass below and listen to the engine's purr beneath him. Curtis wanted to speak and ask what was happening and if this was safe, but his voice would not work. He just felt his knees knocking and for a moment he closed his eyes. When he opened them, he could see his toys furiously pressing buttons and felt the bed lurching from right to left, almost tipping them off the mattress. Curtis clenched his teeth and felt sweat building on his forehead. Why had he not just done his homework? That seemed much safer. Mr. Hippo and First Officer Zip continued to press buttons, pull knobs and switch switches so that a stream of what looked like white interlaced light curved around the entire bed. The light was made of crystals, like individual snowflakes that were held together in a sheet. The whole pattern was beautiful, and the energy that spread from it made Curtis's fingers tingle and relaxed his muscles. He tried to touch the light, but it moved away from him as if the crystal was magnetized against him and made an inverted imprint of his hand before going back into its original shape. It's a force field, Curtis, said Mr. Hippo. Now hold on, First Officer Zip ordered. Countdown begins deliciously minus ten, said Mr. Hippo. Nine, eight, seven, 
everyone braced themselves. Six, five, hold on tight. Four, three, two, one, and lift off. All of a sudden, they accelerated high into the sky, so fast that Curtis's teeth began chattering, his eyes filled with water, his heart pumped quickly, and he had a tingling sensation in his stomach, similar to when he had been upside down on a scary ride at the fun fair. Just like on a roller coaster, he knew that if he just relaxed and enjoyed it, the experience would probably be much better. But he could not relax. He screamed. The spaceship was so high that Curtis could see the whole city, then the country beneath him. His house, at one time, looked like a matchbox and then a crumb before becoming part of a mass of lights far below him. The wind battered on the force field and the engine noise was deafening. Within seconds, though, the noise died to a light buzz and it was as if the ropes that had held onto the craft had been cut as it floated calmly away. Indeed, Curtis, we are out of the Earth's gravitational pull, said First Officer Zip, seeing the passenger's quizzical expression. Curtis could see the whole of the planet, with its continents of green, the blue seas and the white ice caps at the top and bottom, which was almost the same as the globe of the Earth that sat in his bedroom. Even more amazingly than that was that he felt he could float. Yes, he was weightless. When he moved his leg up, he did not want to come back down again. He pushed himself off his bed and stayed in midair and could have stayed there forever. He lay with his legs in the air and began to spin around. Superversal first officer zip, Curtis said. Satantastic, Mr. Hippo! Indeed. Right, update, Mr. Hippo, asked First Officer Zip. All yummy and shipshape. Can we get our gravity back? asked First Officer Zip. Mr. Hippo pressed a few more buttons, and they all fell back onto the mattress. Curtis could not hover in midair anymore, and sat back feeling sad. What are the orders, Mr. Hippo? asked First Officer Zip. To find Grandpa Tub, said Mr. Hippo, reading the messages on the headboard, and added, Shall we use the delicious hyperdrive? Indeed. Mr. Hippo scratched his enormous chin and started hunting for the hyperdrive. Curtis then leaped to the headboard and seeing the luminous yellow box with the helix-shaped blue flashing lights pointed to a blue button on the side. Sit back, Curtis, ordered First Officer Zip. A scrumptious thank you, mumbled Mr. Hippo, who then pressed the blue button. The mighty motion lurched forward, faster than any of them had ever travelled before. 